Hey guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. Every February 14th, we celebrate Valentine's Day. We see hearts, chocolate, roses, and images of Cupid everywhere we go. But who is Cupid? Let's talk about this podcast episode because Valentine's Day is tomorrow by the time this episode goes out, which is crazy. How are we already here? I mean, you guys are there. I'm not there yet. I'm only in January still when I record this podcast. So like I'm not in February yet, but it's crazy how fast this year's going by already, isn't it? So I already did a podcast episode actually on the history of Valentine's Day. If you want to check that out, it was season two, episode seven. And I listed a lot of facts. I'm pretty sure we brought up Cupid back then too, but we didn't go really in depth with who he is. So the first source that I have is from history.com. And honestly, I think that's actually my only source that I use. This article was from January 24th, 2022. And they said that Cupid was a cherub infant with a bow and arrow. And I think that's the image that we all see a lot, especially nowadays. But he wasn't always a baby and he wasn't always looking like that, which is crazy to me because, you know, evolution happened and he went backwards in time. He Benjamin buttoned himself. Hey, what's up? It's editing Meg. So for those of you who don't know, Benjamin Button is actually a book by F. Scott Fitzgerald titled The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And it's also a movie from 2008, and it's basically about a person who ages backwards. Like, they start as an old man and then end up as a baby at the end of the movie. So that's what I meant by Benjamin Button. Originally, the Greeks called Cupid Eros, and he was the handsome god of love. And the first author to mention Eros was Hesiod from 700 BC. Yeah, Cupid's been around for literally decades and decades. Actually, isn't that millennium? That might be millennium. I don't, I must, I didn't pay attention to that in school. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I'm gonna go with millenniums because a millennium is a thousand years and it's definitely been that long since 700 BC. But going off of Greek mythology, there is many, many theories on how Cupid was born. Some say he was born from the world's egg. I don't know what that is either. I think that just means the world's an egg. You know, they always say the world is your oyster. Your oyster is your world. The world is your oyster. Editing Meg, please come in and fix that for me. It is the world is your oyster, and it means that you're in a position to take the opportunities that life has to offer you. Thank you. But you know, not the Greeks. They say the world is your egg. Some also say that he is the son of Nyx and Erebus. E-R-E-B-U-S. You know, I should have looked up pronunciations of some of these Greek gods and goddesses because some of them have really fancy names. There's also rumors that he is the son of Aphrodite and Ares or Iris and Zephyrus or Aphrodite and Zeus. There's many theories, many different explanations, and many stories of how he was born. But a lot of them, like continuing off like that, a lot of them always say that Aphrodite's the mother. So who knows? Which would make sense because she's the goddess of like love. I'm pretty sure. But they say that Cupid is always seen with bows and a quiver filled with gold arrows to arouse desire or leaden arrows to ignite aversion. And we've seen this a lot. Cupid's been in a lot of movies and TV shows and we always see that He'll like shoot his little heart arrow at one person and then shoot his little heart arrow at another person and boom, instantly they're in love. It's love at first sight. Or sometimes he does the opposite and he shoots arrows and they hate each other and they're like, ah. I thought this was so interesting 
because I was always into Greek mythology in school. I actually took a course in college called Mythology and Folklore. It was so cool and so fun. I loved it. And the professor was so nice and so chill. She was like such a mom. She gave off mom vibes so much. Like it was so comforting her class. She was so soft spoken. I loved it. But anyways, a famous story is of Cupid and Psyche. Psyche, hold on. Yeah, it's Cupid and Psyche. Story goes, rumor has it, here's the tea. We're spilling it right here. Cupid's mother, known as Venus or Aphrodite, because they have different names based off like if they're Roman or Greek, is jealous of the mortal Psyche. So Cupid's mother makes Cupid, makes Psyche fall in love with a monster. But instead... Cupid ends up falling in love with Psyche. Psyche? Psyche. I don't know how to pronounce it, and I googled it too, but as you know what I'm talking about, it's P-S-Y-C-H-E. Either way, Cupid fell in love with the woman his mother was jealous of. The drama, the tea. Yeah, and I always said they have different names. So Cupid is also known as Eros, which we established, but he's also known as Amor, A-M-O-R, which means love. But for centuries and centuries, Cupid has always been known for love, but he hasn't always been known for being a pleasant little cherub. There was times where... He was a little reckless, you know, living. He was in his villain era, going back to that first podcast, and he was more of an adult, and he used to just make people get mad at each other for fun. But somehow, over the course of millenniums, Cupid slowly started becoming associated with Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is a holiday for love, and Cupid is all about love. And it said on some of the websites that I was looking up, that he's the god of love and he's portrayed as a baby and it's to show that love is innocent, naive, and has pure intentions. Which I thought was interesting. Like, I never processed why Cupid was a baby, but we always usually see Cupid as a baby. Hardly ever we see him as anything else. He's always usually in a diaper, the little bow and arrow, um, and everything that we see, which we're gonna go into that segment right here because there's some popular movies that I listed that he is seen in. There's Night at the Museum, which shows... Three Cupids, which I'm pretty sure were the Jonas Brothers, singing a song. Um, there's also the Santa Claus 3. But Cupid was not a baby in this one. He was like an older dude. But he was still wearing a diaper. And he was still having arrows shot everywhere. And Cupid is also mentioned and shown in Hercules, the Disney movie. Just to name a few. But Cupid's also shown in books and literature and poetry for literally centuries. Like we already said, he was mentioned back in 700 BC, which is crazy. So the next time Valentine's Day rolls around and you see Cupid, just know he's been around for literal millenniums. He's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. And this holiday only really lasts one day a month. And then the next day, February 15th, everything's like 50% off and then you can get chocolate for cheap. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys, it's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys is Meg underscore podcast on Instagram for updates and good times. Come back next Monday where we talk about the academia aesthetic. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts.